Now the shotgun start in golf is full of mathematics. Um, there's a lot of a lot of setup work that we have to do in order to make a tournament work. So I'm going to demonstrate to you just exactly how we do a shotgun start here. And here we go. All right, all right, all right. Gentlemen, start your Greetings and welcome to a Wednesday bonus edition of the Shotgun Start. It is June 1st. Again, first of the month. Andy, how we doing? Brendan, it is, uh, what a landmark month. We get two first of the month recordings. I mean, I can't see how June isn't the best month of the year. June is, June is not, where do you land on June overall? It's not a bad month. Pretty good month, June's right? A great School's month. out for summer, hopping June. into the... Yeah, you're you're getting into summer. Um, you know, I I just moved somewhere without winter. You know, I don't I got fake winter, so yep. I guess yeah. you know you just you just move into summer, which is you know never leaves you really. It's the same so. same as it was. The coldest winter I ever spent was the summer in California. What is it? Northern California? Is that where you might be? Who knows? See, I All got right. a qu- I got a question about Northern California. I I don't feel like I'm in Northern California where i am well know? nobody needs to know this, where you are in the bay in the bay area we'll just say okay it feels like it's not that far north i it's think mid- this is this is fake northern california uh i see where you're going with this <laughs> so what's real northern california north of here i mean i think this is kind of the le- line of demarcation for mid california yeah you got to go got to go past here like there's a town called eureka that yeah. seems like that seems like real Northern California. Yeah, sure. Sure. What do you I wonder think where, about that? I will have to think about that. Because I think you're probably north of Reno right now, but we as we all know, Reno's in the Pacific Northwest. Well, I still think that, you know, I'm in the Pacific Northwest. Oh, just not Northern California. Yes. Okay. All right. Directions. All right. There we go. This is a conversation that you know DJ might ponder while he's flying around in net jets. Uh, you know, deep thoughts with DJ, who's headed to uh, the first Live London event. The list is out. We're doing a little bonus episode here. It's brought to you by no sponsor. I mean, you go to the pro shop. Brought to you by. We, um, we're we're actually afraid to put a sponsor on it. The way sponsors are, are react to live stuff, you know, we don't want to well, get dropped. Like DJ is going to get dropped with RBC. You know, we put a sponsor on this episode. We have to worry about sponsor relations. You know, well, it's this a bonus is a li- episode. It's a fair balanced assessment of the list. It's brought to you by uh, the, Jay's uh, Jay's Pizza Oven at the Global Home and the Piff Fund. Whatever. It's a fair both both sponsoring this discussion of what what we'll talk about here. It's so. it's uh, it's brought to you by the the Pro Shop. You know, right, uh, Father's yeah. Father's Day's coming coming up. We we got a bunch of stuff. It's not all in there yet, but. It's coming. <laughs> what a, there will be a what sale. A so keep your eyes peeled, your ears peeled. We'll bring it up when we have the sale ready. But we got stuff okay. coming. I don't know if it'll get out of the boxes. I don't know if the box will get there in time. But, you know, we're, we're going to do a, a sale. We haven't decided what the sale is yet. That's, okay. uh, you know, we might have to meet in one of our global home meeting rooms, which is a Zoom meeting room. Uh, and discuss just like the global homes probably got a lot of discussions going on in their meeting groups today. 
we got to discuss what the promo is. I all right. So keep an eye out for that over the next couple of days. If you'd like to maybe make and if a you don't want day. if you don't want to buy something on sale, you could just go buy something now. You know, if you plan don't want to plan save in money. advance for Father's Day, so you don't get caught with your pants down come Saturday night of whatever that is, U.S. Open week. All right. Um, we have a list. There's 42 guys that are going to live London. They waited us out by an hour. We recorded Tuesday night. We heard it was coming at 8.15. And it kind of did come right around 8.15. The big, um, I guess the head, there's 42 guys. There should be filled by six remaining guys from uh, this whatever Asian Tour International Series event that's in London the week prior. Um, and maybe Phil Mickelson. I think Phil Mickelson will be in- involved. Let, that's that's a om- notable omission if we wanted to start there. Uh, I would think that Phil, there's still ample time for Phil to show up. I think maybe he does his own rollout next week. Uh, didn't want to be on this rollout. And, and maybe he's one of the remaining six players that plays. I think he's probably all in on uh, this whole live season. But we'll see. Yeah, I think with Phil, it was uh, if he did sit this out on purpose and if we operate under the... Uh, kind of presumption that he is in. I think it was really smart for him to sit this one out because he would have been the vacuum and it would have been all about how Phil's skipping majors to play and live. You know, he'd be fine to play in these majors, but he skipped them. Instead, now it it allows other people to share some of the brunt of the, you know, and, and most notably really DJ share in the brunt of the um, backlash. And... You know, I, I just uh, I think DJ's got like kind of the perfect personality, perfect public persona to let this kind of onslaught like people are going to attack him. And I think DJ's got kind of the mentality of like, hey, you know, it's money, it's a business. This is what yeah. I'm doing. But and, I mean, let's uh, let this it shouldn't go on. Un, I, I, right? I think that, DJ gets just, off pretty easily just for being like, oh, I don't know. Because he he can and that, that people appreciate that and I appreciate that, but he's never really been a moral guidepost. Probably wouldn't claim to be, and, and it's fine not being one um, for a number of different reasons. Uh, and I go I go. So I talked to someone a while back who like knew DJ real well, um, kind of before he was like big time DJ, and like. DJ's motivations are, are very different, obviously, than most professional golfers. I think uh, fame is just sort of a byproduct that he doesn't care about. Um, I think DJ came from kind of a, a I don't want to say tumultuous, but certainly not smooth sort of um, background, right? A, a familial deal. He's, yeah, he's and, not, not like your country club silver spoon pro golfer. Sure. And I think um, like he just wants to be like a, a dad. I'm not trying to lionize him here. I, I think he just really like the family part of this is a huge freaking deal to him. Um, uh, as a pro golfer, I'm not even talking about live specifically. Like that's all it's about. Um, obviously he's a competitor, but like I think providing as a dad, uh, being a really, I don't know, a hands-on dad, I think is, a, is, and, and I'm not trying to pass along any talking points here to, to make DJ seem simple. Uh, sympathetic I think that's just a motivation of his um, and sometimes that uh, motivation like other concerns are left by the wayside uh, when it comes to just being being there for his kids or, or providing for his kids so um, 
he's going. That was the big. We'd heard we'd heard this rumbling, right? That he was yeah. sort of doubling back from the PGA Tour comms release statement, and he might be involved in this. I know he's been asking sponsors, or his agents has been asking sponsors, how going might implicate his contracts. So it, it wasn't a shocker to see his name on the list. And if we start with DJ, and this is kind of a good jumping off point, I think is you know rationalizing, understanding why DJ would go is really comes down to money, right? Yeah. And, you know, the number I've heard uh, rumored is 150, 150 million guaranteed to sign. Um, that probably entails a certain amount of years of playing on live. But and Asian tour events, probably yeah. a lot of the lower level guys are getting jammed with like Asian yeah. tour commitments. I think that's, the a, that's a big thing to talk about is what this is going to do to the Asian tour and how it's going to shake up developmental tour golf. Um and I think that's one of the big byproducts of live and the potential ascension of this tour is that it could really change the way players evaluate, whether they play on the corn Ferry tour, whether they play uh, on the European tour and, and so forth. So with DJ 150 million, you, you just start to do the math. Like he's, he's 38, right? I think that's right. Sounds 38. So he's 38. All right, if he if he if you divide that by 10, that's 15 million dollars a year. That's that's a good year for him on the PGA Tour. I mean, 10. if we, if we take that figure at face value, there's a lot of Okay, I'm just saying, let's just start with there, right? That's 15 million without playing in any of these events that are offering 4.8 million to the winner, you know? Um $120,000 to last place. You know, just at face value you know, in eight events, DJ's going to clear six, seven, eight million dollars easy. Um, and you start to do the math of when they do 20 events next year or whatever they really plan on, you know, when they get a full season. I mean, you're talking about the guy is going to double his earnings at the bare minimum from, you know, and he he doesn't have to play great. You know, he's starting the year with 15 million in his pocket which is, it's a crazy sum. He's a very heavily endorsed player, but I think that that money kind of pales in comparison to the, what Liv offered him. Um, you know, he's effect effectively moved himself into a whole different stratosphere of wealth with this move. And he, he's going Maybe. to work, he's going to work for the, you know, one of the worst regimes in the world effectively um, and 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 that's the you know the thing that the the aspect about it that's that's so sad is like you know you know you read articles about companies that go over and try and be a part of Saudi Arabia and you know with like some of the concepts like they they want to do these cool things and then you know there's a Wall Street Journal article about you know uh Companies pulled out, and and the uh, the leader of what is it, Geom or uh, Neom, uh, the city, had, pulls a gun on on the people, say, "How do we not think this was going to happen?" You know, <laughs> like that's the type of uh, regime that you're going to work for. Which, you know, there's a there's a trade off, but the huge amount of money is uh, is the reason he's going, and you know that I think like every human being can somewhat you know, think about, Hey, I almost took this job. It was going to pay me way more, but I didn't like the company or that's something that every human goes through. And I think I'm not trying to at all rationalize like DJ 
at all or any, but, but when you think about all these players on this list, that's what they had to go. That's what the decision came down to really was dollars and cents. And, and again, we've said this so many times on this podcast, if all things were equal, if the tour had some sort of a product that was similar to this, nobody is going to work for the Saudis right. over kind of working for the, the PGA tour. Yeah. We're a little all over the place, but I think that's a, that we can cap capitalize or I don't know, cap off the episode talking about this, but the, the sort of future of golf and what this means. Cause I don't know that it's a great where we're headed is like a great sort of mishmash of things. But uh, I saw James Corgan, the English writer had a, a British writer, whatever he is, had a, he called this a scumbag move because DJ's taking so much money from RBC. Now I don't have any great empathy for a multinational bank, but um, the Canadian Open, it's a shitty move to leave in the Canadian Open high and dry. Obviously, that they're particular to take a hit from this move, uh, from DJ going overseas and taking more money from the Saudis. Um, I guess the big thing I, uh, one big thing I have here, uh, and it's particular to DJ and, and others, but most per, um, relevant for DJ. And Eamon Lynch sort of made this point in a column, and I sort of heard rumors to this effect is like Jay Monahan could get with his establishment friends and, and throw like the Madison Cawthorn playbook at these guys and just start leaking everything, spraying leaks everywhere. There's a pretty substantial discipline file, I would imagine, on Dustin Johnson uh, that may be a lot more than what we know. Probably something on Phil Mickelson. If these guys want to be litigants, right? that starts coming into play. Like what does the tour, you know, like I said, <laughs> you know, Madison Cawthorn started talking out of school, and then he was gone. I'm not, I'm joking about that analogy, but there's a Michael, Michael Corleone sort of settling business where you could really counter attack here with, with an embarrass and sort of publicly shame certain figures. Now is DJ the one that, that impacts. And- does the tour so here's the thing does the tour want to do that and show everything that they've been carrying water for does that make them actually weaker in the long run you know and say how well, do we, how do we I, not know about all this like how how yeah. are you how is this guy still playing like if it's that bad it's like how did you here's the thing the tour has put poured so much money into somebody like Dustin Johnson in terms of marketing building him up this is, you know, Dustin Johnson is some is a player, one of the few players where the tour really makes their chops off of. He's been a generational star. He's been a relevant p- player on the PGA Tour, a star power player. Guys that people come out to watch for over a decade, and that's really rare in professional golf at this point. Um, so that's one of the things about it. And and I think it's a big, you know, big get for Saudi Arabia because he's one of the recognizable, you know, relevant stars of the game today. Okay. And after that, it's pretty thin. I think the list is about what we expected. We expected old guys. We expected some international kind of uh, detritus. I think um, it's better than I expected because of like really... Taylor it's not Green. good though. It's not great. It's but not gr- it's not good. It's not this, it's it's not good. It's not great, but it's also not good. And I'm not be- saying it's it- better than an opposite field event. 
I don't know about that. They said the strength of the field is like minimum European tour deal. And obviously DJ does a lot for that there at the end. Um, I, uh, it's, it's about what I expected. Now you made the point about Phil sort of waiting in the wings. I, I think we could see a lot more Portland. Maybe that yes. that's the thing about this thing is like, Nobody seems to know what it even is yet, including the organizers, right? Like, what are you signing on for? Are you signing on for eight events? Are you signing on to come on at some point? Are you signing on to just challenge the PGA Tour in general? Um, where does it go after these eight events season this year? So, like, people don't necessarily even know what it is yet um, that maybe you don't. How you about know, how about the partially filled in spreadsheet that they released? Oh, that's so bad. The presentation so, like, <laughs> something I would whip up in 10 minutes on a like I, with zero design how, zero i love how like you you look and you see the gaps in the yeah, list yeah. everybody's screenshot is what they sent out yeah. you see the gaps in the list for the owgr and it's like oh that makes sense it's an amateur you know you might but then you're like oh wait they didn't put an owgr next to graham mcdowell he's he's ranked you know oliver fisher there's <laughs> yeah. an oliver zone the uh the the live has an Oliver zone, but other than that, they have no other zone. Oliver Fisher, um, uh, and who's the other Oliver Becker? Is that the, Becker. the the biggest uh, surprise that no Camerons are on the list? Is that the biggest <laughs> surprise? Be, given they the, couldn't get one Cameron of, from the Cameron zone to commit. Uh, so it's not it's not a strong group. It's about what we expected, but I think like you like it does seem like maybe they didn't want to use all their ammo. In the first event, because well, we've heard about be- all the guys asking for releases, right? They didn't give, there wasn't enough spots. Here's the question. Where's Garrigus? What happened to Garrigus? <laughs> he was the guy that took the cannon fodder. He, I, was, I, he hopped out there, was I, the public public uh, punching bag for a week, and they don't even reward him with the spot. So I think they made a field like, hey, you know, it's it's certainly not the field that they would want in terms of strength. But I also don't think they made it absolutely as strong as possible. I think they made it a mix because I know of like a mid-tier pro who's not getting paid. Is what will go in a minute, and does, they're not paying him, um, and is certainly ranked a lot higher than many of these players. You know, a, a whatever a, a, some of the international players, Martin Keimer. Like, so I think they made it what they wanted, like a mix of amateurs, mix of internationals, like not just the purpose was not just making the absolute strength of field number the highest. Um, so that's not to excuse it, not being weak, but, but I, I don't think they, that that was a primary focus was making it absolutely the strongest they could have. Um, Cause I think they didn't want it to be a PGA tour event, like a, a mid tier PGA tour event, like a weak PGA tour event. Do you know what I'm saying? Where it's all these guys that might bump the strength of field in the end, but it's, they're also just sort of the, rank and file PGA tour members. I think there could be, you know, some long-term play and appeal to that because they probably understand that uh, as important as live is, it's also like the Asian tour. So there's, you know, a lot of guys that were rewarded for their play on the Asian tour with spots in the field. And obviously next week they have a lot of players that are getting in from the Asian tour and their play on the Asian tour. And I think that's a smart play for them is like, and that's a big piece of this is when you look at live, I think that y- you need to also look at the Asian tour and what that could become. Um, if 
somebody like uh, I don't know. Let's use Pablo Larothabal. We've talked a lot about him. He's in the Cotzia zone. Thank God Cotzia's not on this list. Thank right? God. <laughs> Dodged a bullet there. He's one of the few South Africans <laughs> that I apparently didn't go. Um, but uh, with with that, if if you if you think about Larothabal, right? He's been playing. He's been cleaning up on the European tour, but he's been playing for nothing. He's been playing for pennies. If he starts winning, you know, two million dollars a clip, or you know, he's one. Of, he's got to be in the top half of this field, and he's going to make five hundred thousand, six hundred thousand dollars an event. If he plays well, he'll make a couple million. All of a sudden, he's completely changed his life. And in a lot of players, international players are going to look at that and they're going to say, "Oh wow, like why would I go play on the Corn Ferry Tour for peanuts for a year?" And like, if I play great, I'll get up there. And like, you only have to point to somebody like Xander Shoffley, who like barely, barely made it off the Corn Ferry Tour and then goes on the PGA Tour and has immediate success. You know, like that guy made it by a razor's margin onto the PGA Tour. But, and you're playing for nothing and going to these, you know, or I could go play the Asian Tour, play well a couple of weeks, and then I'm on, I'm, I have get chances and live. And at that point I could make more in one event than I make an entire year on the corn Ferry tour. And that it's something I think is really interesting to watch how this develops is what does this do for the Asian tour? And I think that might actually be a huge leading indicator as to the longevity and potential, you know, uh, plausibility of live as a staying power in golf. If the Asian tour starts to see better fields and with more people coming from all over the world, more, you know, top young players, that that probably means lives here to stay because that's going to be the health, you know, and that's going to be the minor leagues for live golf primarily. Obviously, they're going to get their big splashes with big players, but, you know, the the health of it and the future of it is going to be growing talent from within and promoting them from their minor leagues. Yeah, I think like when you sign on, it, it means you got to be a part of the Asian tour too. Yeah. Some of these guys who are mid-level uh, are like, all right, now you got to go play like eight, 10 Asian tour events. Some of these, I mean, which is part of the deal. There's a lot of obligations that come with taking the money and, and some of it's going to be a lot of travel around the world. To Asian well, you, you think about just like, let's just pull a player um, that would fill, uh, fit into that. Wayne, Wade Ormsby, our guy, right? Yeah. So if he finishes dead last in eight of these events, he's going to make over a million dollars. Right. He's not going to finish last in eight events straight. Right. So he's going to make over a million dollars. Would you go play 10 Asian tour events if you're Wade Ormsby and you know that you're going to clear two, three million dollars by playing this tour? Yep. yep. Right. Like I'm just, you know, you're obviously. There's so the he doesn't rights. matter to professional golf. Wade he doesn't. Ormsby. He does not matter at all. Who matters are Dustin Johnson and his cohort. What I want to know, though, is like if these guys aren't getting like Ormsby, of course, it's a no brainer. What that brings us to is where do the majors land on this? Because obviously you play golf for money and you play golf for legacy. If it's about money uh, and you do not care about legacy at all. And like an Ormsby, I think would be someone in that camp. You do this. Um, 
what we're left with here is like, where do the majors land? Because if you can do this and also play the majors, uh, you're in a pretty good spot, right? In terms of yeah. being able to serve both dual purposes of playing for legacy and playing for money. It puts the majors in a really powerful spot again, where they've always been. It's just increased a little bit. And, you know, I mean, I think that's my sort of concern about where we're going from here, because I, I do think like live is, is just figuring it out on the fly and they have the money afforded the luxury to not have their shit together at all. Um, but I, PGA tour needs to be disrupted. We know that we've talked about it. That's been a basic tenet of this podcast. I just feel like it's being disrupted by the, obviously the wrong people with the wrong motivations, which are sports washing, but like people don't have their shit together. That <clears throat> does is not, it's not, they're not putting a great product out here. The best, I think we're going to end up with a lot of like shitty golf tournaments on both sides. Yes. And then just yes. the majors, which is bad for professional golf. And uh, it's good for the majors, but I think we could be headed towards like, you see like some of the indie car, like when that split off and like nobody gave a shit anymore because you just have a bunch of things happening in a bunch of different places and the fields are watered down on both sides. And I just don't think this live thing as, as is, has their shit together. It's not a great product. They don't, they just didn't have it. They weren't locked and loaded and, and it's not, and I don't, maybe it will be one day, but I'm very concerned that professional golf is headed towards a, just a, a disparate bunch of, bad events well and- i i think that's the hope for the pga tour you know i don't i was thinking yesterday i'm like what if in two years i'm just covering golf and it's all run by the saudis and i was like kind of getting really depressed about it you know yeah. and um i think the hope for the pga tour is like these guys don't have their shit together they don't know what they're doing and there's still time for you to like reform your system and right. really cut the, you know, you need a full on reform because the current system is, is prone. Like it is going to get just blown out to sea because it's shit. And you've been offering golf fans shit for two decades. Uh, and it's time to change. Like these guys make enough money where you don't need to support number 100 on the money list. You don't need to support him like you support number 10. I think I think I know how you're going to answer this question. But if you're working for the tour, are you are you shaken by this release yes. of this list or are you affirmed that like oh my god, this is a garbage field, we're in good shape? Cuz I heard from a few people that worked there that they're like, "Oh my god, this is worse than I even expected." And yes. I'm not sure that's the point. Here's like where I kind of land on it is that this is going to be the worst field of all of them. And if you look at the field, there's what, 10 legitimate PGA tour players, nine, 10. Yeah. All right. If you take 10 guys out of the travelers and then start to go down the alternate list, how much worse does that field get? Right. But now we're like, I just said, we ended up with two bad events. Well, you know? I know, I know, but like, so when this, too, too when they go to events. Portland, when they go to Portland, it's America, and you don't have to go to England the week before a major. When you go to Portland, it's in America. It's way, you know, easier to do. How big is this list going to be? What What's it going to be? Uh, uh, who are the five names that we don't know right now 
that are going to be in that that field. And that's going to be the tell. Like, as Norman said, the week before the open, it is. I think actually, I just like. I mean, if this bad scheduling, yeah. If I'm like trying to win the open, I I don't know that I go to Portland, and I'm an elite player. I don't know. The money's too much. That's the thing, is that these guys are competitive, and when they see Sean Norris just finish fifth in this live event and walk away with a million plus dollars. They're going to be like, what the hell? Like that guy, the, the the world rankings, the OWGR board and the majors are kind of can cut this out at the legs. Now, are they inclined to, that's a different, I don't think the majors are going to though. I don't like, they can't, they have to see who's going to win. And I don't think that they like for some, some players that don't have a conscious, you know, like you see how Rory speaks of this. You see how Rom speaks of it. these guys are understand the both sides of the coin of this. They understand that the money's not like equal in the sense of where it's coming from, who you're working for, et cetera. That's the doubt, you know, like the huge downsides. Like I can't, but like the rest of the players, I don't think have that, uh, you know, not every player has that conscious and they are doing it. Like we, we talked about with DJ for the money. Is this the most that Taylor Gooch ever been talked about? He got, had a big night for Taylor Gooch. Everybody's like, mega surprise, Taylor Gooch. What's Taylor Gooch doing? And like, I don't know if that's a good thing or bad thing. A, it means like, Hey, you just, people think you're a good golfer and we're just, you know, on a good trajectory and with a lot of years ahead of you on a place where maybe you don't have a lot of years ahead of you now because you're banned and maybe you're banned from other things. Um, Or it's like, I mean, if Taylor Gooch plays in the PGA tour event, he's not selling any tickets. And all of a sudden he's like the big thing everybody's talking about with live. So it like goes both ways. Like it's good for Taylor Gooch. All of a sudden it's, it's a big boon for Q rating. Everybody's talking about Taylor Gooch more than he's ever been talked about in his life. Uh, so it's good for him, I suppose. But I don't know that it's necessarily great for Liv if that's like the guy everybody's talking about. Because if he's in a PGA Tour fan, he's just like another guy. He's a rank and file guy. Yeah, I mean, Taylor Gooch seemingly is is blossoming into a, a tour mainstay. Um, was uh, somebody that has played decent in majors this year. Like he's been, hasn't been a non-factor hasn't been really a factor either. Um, but you saw like, he, he's got a very good golf game and I think it's a surprise because, you know, one of the things I think was a big surprise was that he's best friends with one of the most outspoken guys on tour about, about the, the live golf with Max Homa and his comments and he's best friends with them. So it just, you know, outspoken shows- how, like he just like you know I think not, I think Homa has been pretty you know very loyal to the tour. He's kind of he's he's done it in the way little. Max Homa Max does stuff. He's been tongue in cheek with his jokes, you know, about shroot bucks and you know what they offer, you know, shroot bucks and said, and I only accept I forgot what he was currency said, but he's been very loyal to the PGA Tour, and I think that the Taylor Gooch surprise I think hmm. was part partially because of that he's best friends with a guy that's been very, very loyal and, you know, 
I don't I don't have any interest in live. So with Gooch, I mean, this is the coke crack thing, right? Allegedly, he got roughly around twenty million dollars. I heard eighteen. Yeah. Um, that's he can live however he wants to live. Really, not however he wants to live, but you can live a very very nice life on eighteen million dollars if you never play golf again. You know. Um. Right. And I think that's a big part of it. One of the other things I think for Gooch. What I heard was he got guaranteed starts on Liv. So say Liv takes off in two years, Gooch isn't playing his best best golf, and all of a sudden the top forty players in the world are playing it, and Taylor Gooch's reality like a hundred and fiftieth ranked player in the world. This is a completely plausible realm of you know plausible thing that could happen. Taylor Gooch doesn't play well. He's still got spots in the field and is going to guarantee himself millions of dollars in prize money. So I, I, I think, think that's the other aspect of it is like some of these guys, like I bet Gooch and Swafford received guaranteed starts for an, an X number of years. So you're, you're guaranteeing. I mean, I looked at get, Taylor Gooch. I did some math and it's like Taylor, Taylor Gooch is going to guarantee $5 million on course. Plus what he got for signing, which I heard was 18 million. So he's going to walk away this year with $23 million. This is a guy that's never going to qualify for the PIP. You know, if he plays his ass off, he'll get some FedEx bonus money. But if he plays his ass off, he might make like $3 million on tour. Yep. Yep. So everybody's at I, 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 the last one I want to get to here. Ryder Cup implications are significant in terms of captaincy. It's not. I mean, that's just like. It's collateral, right? That's not the future of golf. These Sergio, Keimer, Westwood, Poulter, they would be captains. They're not actual golfers. They would be captains. McDowell. I think be- Graham McDowell. That's five. Uh, five guys there. Sort of mainstays of the Ryder Cup for the last 20 years. Um, I think that changes sort of the captaincy room. I think, but what it speaks to me is like the Euro Tour is kind of boned here. I mean, they're in a really, really tight spot. Uh where their best players, if you're a, I, I don't know, so some up and comer on the Euro Tour, you now have two better options, right? Mm-hmm. As, you have two better options than the Euro Tour, than playing for 2 million euros or whatever it might be that week. Um, it's it just like, it, 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 it's, I, and I know they have the strategic alliance, but it makes them further like incubator more than anything, really minor league, where, where every two, you have two, Deep pocketed competitors going to be plucking guys, both guys. So it's it's all your prospects are, are being taken. So they're in a really tight spot. Um, and as your as a Ryder Cup operation, totally changed. So are we getting you know Yarmo Sandlin, twenty twenty five Ryder Cup captain? Um, you know, I feel Robert like Jamie, Jamie Do- Donaldson could be a big name. Big name for the captaincy, assistant captaincy, you know, maybe they, you know, Nicholas Cole starts. He could be a guy that they get in there. I mean, the, the, the Ryder Cup might be diminished by this really about, significantly. Diminished. What about it's the David best event Howell? in golf. The, the Ryder Cup is the best event in golf. And I looked them introducing Dodo Molinari on the dais yesterday. And it's Stenson, Dodo Molinari, and Thomas Bjorn. 
are their three captains they got for now. And I'm not trying to put any of those guys down, but that's just not the, and I get Dodo's the home guy, he's Italian, but that's just not the European operation that we've seen from the last 20 years. It's not the strength and might that they've presented. And I, I don't know, that's, that's, you know, we talk about the majors, but the Ryder Cup's the best event in golf right now. And that could be really diminished because of this by players on the front end getting, getting, you know, banned or, um, you know, obviously the captain's room, which is less consequential. So, well, yeah, that's You make a great point. There is that this is, this should be the golden age of European captains, like Ryder cup, their best stretch of, of Ryder cup relevance, like dominance, really, they were dominant Ryder cup team and all the players that fueled that dominance, not all, but most of the players that fueled that dominance are now going to play on this tour and unavailable for captaincy. All right. Anything else you want to get off? Any other points? Any other surprises? Any other things from this list? You seem to think it's just the start. Uh, I would tend to agree with you. Obviously, there's going to be litigation coming down the pike. Um, I don't know that the PGA Tour is in a in a horrible spot. I'm worried about, about Co-Crack? professional golf. Co-crack not making it in. I think he's one of those that could be just waiting in the wings, kind of types so garagus adam scott i think i was a little surprised to not see adam scott it sounds like he did not even apply for a release did not apply for a waiver i saw that tweeted by one Ricky? of the LC writers i mean ricky's not a relevant competitive golfer anymore he's a relevant personality who, who is your favorite you know not you know not big day who's your favorite to see on this list uh, Matt Jones. <laughs> I knew you were going there. Just exists. <laughs> the creative player. They 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 needed a creative player on on live. You know. Yeah, Chase Kepka. I made the joke like that's getting like Doctor Thunder. You send your dad out for a you know a McDonald's Big Mac, and he comes home with White Castle or something. You got the Ron Kepka. I I don't know, I, but good for him. He probably has to play a fair amount of Asian tour events. <laughs> he he may never now. not be on the Asian tour. <laughs> be lifer on the Asian tour for this uh, deal. Anybody jump off to you? The, the amount of South Africans is startling. It's basically a sunshine tour event. JC Ritchie, Charles Schwartzel, Louis, uh, Sean Norris. Well, you got I, Scott just, Vincent, the Zimbabwean, too, right? Brandon right Grace. Door. Harding, Henny Duplessis, whatever you say, Oliver Becker, just a lot of uh, South Africans. President's Cup, I don't know how many of these guys were in the running. I would think like Grace, Louis, uh, would be, maybe Hot Charles. Um, I don't know. The Uline one is amusing to me. I Apparently, he's been hooting and hollering about how the tour doesn't take care of the, right? Yeah. The middle been, class, of which like very, this, very outspoken, allegedly, about, you know, it really hates the PGA Tour, which is kind of ironic for, you know, his uh, his upbringing. And, you know, I mean, th- th- this thing like this thing wasn't creative for Peter Uline to get a landing spot. Like as soon as they get th- they can get the top 100 in the world. I mean, he's not going to be on live anymore, but whatever. It, 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 He'll be on it, the Asian tour. He'll be right. You know, right. Right. But he, anyway. he probably likes traveling the world. You know, the uh, the I mean, I guess. uh there aren't like a. I don't think there were a ton of surprises. I my the most surprising thing to me, and I can't get over it, is is just the 
the spreadsheet that they sent out. And <laughs> well, it's then, in then light there's of everything we've heard. There's typos. I want to know who who failed to be able to complete the activity of of filling out OWGR. That's what I want to know. Is like who couldn't look up Peter Uline's OWGR and get it into the spreadsheet, and who couldn't get like you know Andy there's Ogletree. also. Yeah, there's some beneficial ones that if they had gotten like uh, McDowell in there, it might look better. I could see where they didn't want to get, you know, they didn't want to put Andy Chase Ogletree's. Yeah, Ogletree's thirteen hundred something or other. I mean, I think it was a deliberate omission. Graham McDowell's three seventy six. I think they just stopped going after like one hundred and twenty, and they stopped putting guys in there. So it's like as if no one would notice that they just had blank spaces in the spreadsheet. It's the just- presentation's terrible. <laughs> And also, like the the typo, they had they had two Austrians. They had Bernd Wiesberger and and Blake Windfred Wind at the bottom, yeah. you know, from the same com- country. And and uh, Wiesberger is A U T, and and Windfred or Windred is A U S. Like, how do you mess that up? They're right next to each other from the same com- country. He's not Nobody- Australian. Oh, whoops. Austrian is A-U-T. See, this is why yeah. I'm an idiot. You and your... God, I feel like a moron now. You, you, See, and your, you and your geography coming back to haunt us here at the end. Um, yeah. <laughs> all right. Anything else? Are we good? Oh, we had to react to this. We've been waiting four days. Um, I think it's about what I expected. DJ's a big name. I, I wouldn't be surprised if Phil is, is on this come live London tea time on on monday or next week um i guess i'm just i have a lot of questions about what this thing even is anymore i don't think it's well organized it's obviously extremely where where are we even gonna watch it right that's the biggest question i heard a broadcaster rumor which i can't share but um yeah it's not it's it's not a well-formulated plan in terms of disruptor and the question is, does it even matter because of how much money there is? Well, that seems to it clearly not based on the, them getting what they've, they've gotten as far as they have. I guess I just worry about professional this disrupting in all the wrong ways and professional golf being shitty on both sides and diminished on both sides. Um, so I don't know. We'll see where it goes. It, it honestly, like I know you you're you're talking about these guys signing on for years, guaranteed starts. Maybe this doesn't go beyond the eight events this year. That's that's a real possibility. It's a non-zero chance. There are power players that can take this thing out, and not the least of which is you know not primarily the PGA Tour, but other power players. So, um, just does, does DJ the major... play the Travelers? Like, how is that going to work? I don't know. I, that's like a how. I don't understand how the the tour litigation with the bands would work. You know, do do they ban him? And then is there a counter? There's a suit, right? That's how it would work. Is that they're going to sue? And who's going to be the player that that is like kind of the you know the lead on the suit, right? I'll tell you what. If I'm Dustin Johnson and the majors don't ban me, I don't even need to sue. If I just made the money I made. And I can still play the majors, but I mean, maybe he's, he's got still, well, still he's wants got to show up and play that exemption for winning the 2020 Masters. He's in the major. That's the thing. So, uh, assuming Phil is in, right? 
you just start to say go down the list and it's like okay we're gonna have you know players that are exempt into major championships for various things and it's like we're gonna pull those exemptions the u.s open field gets weaker right and I don't know if the U.S. Open wants that. And and this is, you know, can, who knows, like, what these guys, what these tournaments are going to do. To me, I think the safest bet for them is to tell the tour that they support them, but don't really do anything. Because if Live Golf wins out, they don't want to have an enemy on that side, right? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. All right. That does it. This is our reaction. We're obviously going to be talking many more, t- much more about this all summer. I, I kind of would like to talk about golf a lot more than we have, uh, but this is as big a story as happened in professional golf in decades. Um, and uh, we'll see what happens with the next live list that we get whenever we get it. But uh, it's certainly a shakeup to start the summer here, start June. All right. We'll be back. Talking, uh, you know, U.S. Women's yes, Open, usual Friday show. This was just an extra one we had to throw in there, given the, the monumental nature of what could be happening. So, all right, we'll talk to you guys on Friday.